0: in progress. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Before I begin, I need to pray. Father God, we just come before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for being full-time in our life. We ask that you allow us to receive your word today. Let it let us retain it in our hearts. Let us apply what we need to apply in our, our lives so that we can improve in, in our walk in righteousness and our relationship with you. God, please allow us also to to just be, you know, open and receptive to receiving you, God. Receiving and accepting what your plan is for us. Let us accept your will and your purpose for us, God. Because you have given us everything that we need to be victorious in this life. So, God, let us make sure that we're applying the tools that is necessary for this, so that we can have sustainability in this world while we are living here. Lord God, we just thank you so much for just being a part of our life and so god i just thank you so much for filling me up with the holy spirit i pray that you allow me to minister grace to the hearers that which is edifying and god i just thank you so much for keeping our hearts softened and open for you let us just receive you today god let us improve in our relationship and our walk with you lord no matter what it takes whatever it takes god whatever it takes we want to fulfill your plan will and purpose so we attach ourselves to your holy spirit we attach ourselves to your plan will and purpose in the name of Jesus Christ it is sealed in your atonement blood amen okay so thank you all so much for joining me today on law's life and health let's talk about it so um i'm still talking about women's health here it's so important for us to stay on this topic it's it's a trending subject and i've been talking about um eugenics and how it is impacting society and impacting basically everyone either directly or indirectly so let me go ahead and just get right into the word today i'm going to share my screen but before i do i wanted to make sure that everyone understood some of the like housekeeping rules right um so if you have any questions please go ahead and put them in the q a and i will be sure to respond to them there via zoom if you are on like the uh, podbean app or spotify apple alexa or um samson any one of these uh apple other audible uh, podcasts, please go ahead and put your comments there and i'll be sure to respond to you okay um if you wanted to suggest a topic please send me an email at Deanna Watson at suddenchangescorporation.org. My name is spelled D as in David, E-A-N-N-A. Deanna Watson at suddenchangescorporation.org. If you wanted to um, get prayer, send an email to lawslifehealth at suddenchangescorporation.org. If you wanted to complete an internship or maybe do some community service, if you were interested in becoming an author, please send me an email at info at suddenchangescorporation.org. Thank you. Okay, so let me get started. Let me share my screen and get into the Word today. Okay. So I wanted to go to um, the Bible. If you all can go to Jeremiah chapter 8, verses 12. So I'm at Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 12. It says are they ashamed of their detestable conduct no they have no shame at all they do not even know how to blush so they will fall among the fallen they will be brought down when they are punished says the Lord and so I actually wanted to look at this Bible verse through um, Bible hood because it gives me uh, basically a lot of different translations that I could look at so let me go um and pull this up on Bible Hub. hopefully they have it there they should okay all right so so the NIV version I just read the New Living Translation says are they ashamed of these disgusting actions not at all They don't even know how to blush. Therefore, they will lie among the slaughtered. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. The English Standard Version says, were were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. They did not know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among the fallen when I punish them. They shall be overthrown, says the Lord. The King James Bible talks about it says, uh, "Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed; neither could they blush. Therefore, shall they fall among them that that fall in the in the time of their visitation. They shall be cast down," said the Lord. The Amplified Bible says, "Were they ashamed because of the extremely disgusting?" And shamefully vowed things that they had done they were not at all ashamed and they did not know how to blush therefore they shall fall among those who fall at the time of their punishment they shall be overthrown says the Lord so what this is saying is um what this is saying is that people are not ashamed When they are committing abomination. So I wanted to go. And. um, I wanted to go to. uh, The Strong's Concordance. And look up the word abomination. So that that way we can gain. A better understanding. And have you know like. Sort of the same collective. Definition of what abomination is. And so. uh, While that is coming up. Let me just explain the Strong's Concordance. And I know I do this every single time I'm on the podcast, but it's important for newcomers. So I have quite a few people in here today, and it's a bunch of new people too. So um, it's about 800 people almost. So I just want to make sure that everyone is able to understand how to research via the Strong's Concordance. Okay, so. The Bible is comprised of two different um, books. One is the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is from the books of Genesis to the books of Malachi. The New Testament is from the book of Matthew on to the book of Revelation. And so um, we see that in the first five books of the Bible, which is in the, the Old Testament, we have Genesis, Leviticus, I'm sorry, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy and those five books in the bible is considered the torah it is considered the law of the of the bible that is the law that god had mandated for everyone okay and so when we look at the new testament we have the book of matthew mark luke and john and those are considered the gospels it talks about the the jesus when he was here on earth and his life while he was here on earth so um remember that Jesus Christ is 100% man and 100% God. And so the Bible talks about uh Jesus very fluidly. And so when we're looking at um the Holy Trinity, we have to understand that the Holy Trinity is actually not even mentioned in the Bible, but it just describes the Holy Trinity, right? Um so it doesn't specifically say Holy Trinity. it describes it. So the Father, which is God, the Son, which is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible talks about in order to get to the Father, you have to come through the Son. And so that that would be Jesus Christ. So we understand that the Holy Trinity is comprised of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so when Jesus was here on earth, well, he died on the cross and then he resurrected on the third day when he resurrected. What took place was um he was here on earth for 40 days during those 40 days that he was here on earth he actually um ascended into heaven after that so he he congregated with his disciples basically explaining to them what they what they needed to do that they needed to go out making disciples baptizing in the name of the father and the son and of the holy spirit and so um that is what Jesus talked about with his disciples. So when he ascended into heaven, it was on his 40th day of being here on earth after he was resurrected 10 days later um, He sent the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit ascended descended upon the disciples And so they became drunken with the Holy Spirit And so what that means is that the number of uh, 50 means Pentecost It means the day of Pentecost. So basically 50 days um 40 days jesus was here on earth after he resurrected 10 days later he sent the holy spirit so pentecost means 50 which means today is the day of pentecost it's the day that they received the holy spirit and so we know that in first corinthians 11 and 3 that i want you to realize that the head of every man is christ and the head of every woman is man and the head of christ is god so we see in this verse um kind of like Pretty much throughout the Bible, in the New Testament, it talks about Jesus and how in order to get to the Father, you have to come through the Son. And so, um, Jesus Christ is, in order to get to the Father, you come through the Son, Jesus Christ, but you should be gifted with the Holy Spirit. So, you should have access to the Holy Spirit, right? Which means, are you able to allow the Holy Spirit to reside in you? How are you allowing the Holy Spirit to reside in you so that you can have access to God, so that you can have access to the gifts that God has given you? Um, So that is something to think about. But in the meantime, while you're thinking about that, it is imperative to understand that God has allowed us to have this strong concordance, basically an interpretation of his word in the English version. So the Bible, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew scrolls, right? The New Testament is written in Greek, and so there were hundreds of scholars that are, have been able to interpret the word of God from the Hebrew scrolls, which is the Old Testament, and the word in the Greek, which is in the New Testament. So each time we search for a word, um, in the Strong's Concordance, it's going to give us either the Hebrew definition and or the Greek. So each word itself, um, if you type in a word in the Strong's Concordance, what it'll do, it'll allow you to see each time that word was mentioned in the Bible. So for instance, I've typed in the word abomination. So the word abomination, it has only been listed in the Bible 69 different times. So it tells you exactly how many times that word was mentioned in the Bible and which verses that that word was used in okay so the word abomination has seven different meanings so it'll it'll show like the original words on the on the left side which is seven it says seven lexicon words so the lex number or lexicon number is also considered the strong's number so when you're looking at the strong's number this is how you can identify the word that you're searching for so although abomination is listed in the bible 69 different times When you look at it, it's only going to have seven different meanings. So, 69 different verses, only seven different words for the word abomination, either in Hebrew scrolls and or in Greek. So, that's a combination, all right? So, now I need, in order for us to find the exact word that we're looking for in the exact scripture, we need to be looking at the Strong's Concordance through the King James Bible. The King James Bible is closely uh, resembles um, the Hebrew scroll. So this is the way the scholars have interpreted into the English version. So let me go ahead and go to um, Jeremiah. I believe I was on Jeremiah 8, Jeremiah 8 and 12. Okay, so let's look here. Okay, so I don't see it. Look again. okay it's fine so I'm gonna look at a different way to search for this um, there are a couple different ways so I'm gonna look at um, give me one moment So i found one a different way to search there are actually a couple different ways to search so this strong's number is eight four four one okay and it is pronounced toba toba right um it means it's an it's it is abomination it so let's look at the meaning it means absolute plural um And God and his people of unclean. Uh, Let's see, I'm trying to find the actual verse that I was looking at. Jeremiah, it should be in Jeremiah. See if I can find it. I don't know why they're not coming up over here. okay I found it all right let me go back up so in Jeremiah 8 and 12 it is um to God and his people it is of um a various kinds of wickedness right um unchastity that's what it means and so um that is the word Toba I think that I'm pronouncing it right it is Toba to or two a ba, to a ba, to a ba. that's how you pronounce it and it is Strong's number a four four one and so I, I scroll down here and here is where i found the scripture because you want to make sure that you associate it with the right scripture so here it is jeremiah 8 and 12 all various kinds of wickedness unchastity see that and so, so this is to God and His people, and to God and His people, we have to understand that it what it basically means is that um, God is talking about the His His children, the Israelites, right? Um. So let me read that scripture again, so so that we can have a better understanding of it. So the Amplify Bible says, were they ashamed because of extremely disgusting and shamefully vile things that they had done? They were not ashamed at all um and they did not know how to blush therefore they shall fall among those who fall, who fall at the time of their punishment they shall be overthrown says the lord and so the, the abomination is just pure wickedness it's pure wickedness right that's an abomination to god um let's look at let's look it up in the uh I wanted to see if they had the one in a more. So I wanted. Let me see if I could look it up in ancient Hebrew. okay so that so that's fine so what we see is wickedness is wickedness is uh pure evil it's vile it's it's just it's wrong it's all evil and it's an abomination to god and so when you think of abomination um you have to think of like uh abhorrence, right disgust like disgusting to god all right and so um, that is what this scripture is saying. And so we are supposed to feel convicted about the things that we do, okay? We should have conviction in our heart. If you are without conviction for things that are bad or things that are vile, you know, it's like you're not gonna be able to change. So if you find yourself doing something that is like unethical, and I'm trying to see how to, to how to describe this because many times when someone is doing something wrong, they don't always know that they're wrong, right? They don't know that they're deceived about a person that's deceived. They don't know that they're deceived until someone reveals the truth to them. So they just continue on being deceived about certain things. So it's important to try to analyze things from a self-reflexive way. So you want to analyze yourself. Okay. Okay how did what i said, what i say made somebody else feel how did it make you feel um how did i contribute to this problem or how did i um contribute to the success you know so you want to think about yourself and how you are contributing to the overall issue or to the overall concern. And so this allows you to be self-reflexive. And if you you're if you can't see what you're doing, just go back to yourself and think about what part did you play in whatever situation or experience that you're going through, right? So it's always about self-reflexivity. And if you if you can analyze the things that you're doing incorrect, then you can go back and correct them. But if you can't identify any problems then you won't be able to correct them first you have to identify that there is a problem once you've identified that there is then you can go back and you can correct it right and so we're we're accountable individuals right everybody that's listening today hopefully are all accountable individuals we don't have avoidance personalities so uh, avoidance personalities are people who lack in accountability they're gonna avoid they're gonna procrastinate they're gonna you know deny certain things so it's, it's so important to always have that accountability and you you can take where you can take ownership and responsibility for how you have contributed to the overall you know um overall concern that is taking place so, for instance, if you're going through something like with me, um, when I talked about just fornicating yesterday, right? I talked about that because I have been basically celibate since June 10th of 2022, and so I, I, I sinned and I fornicated, and so that was something to look at. How did I allow myself to get in the entangled in that situation to do something like that when I've been going good? And going hard thus far. Since June 10th of 2022. So I looked at the fact that. I actually wrote a couple things down. About what I did. And how I. um And how I, I failed. Right. Um. So I looked at. I looked at first of all. My thinking process. Right. Um. I needed to make sure that. I'm allowing God all the way in my life as Jeremiah nine talks about circumcising the heart, right? You want to make sure that your heart is circumcised from the old and you want to be able to move into the life that God is giving you by letting go of these thoughts that, you know, sometimes can seep in into your life or into your mindset. And it's like, okay, this is something I I remember. This is something that I, I would like to do, but, it not something that I want to do so I really really didn't have any type of like focus on any sexual activity right and before I proceed I just want to let everyone know that this is a very this is for mature audiences only all right and so um, I'm going to still be talking about a lot of sensitive information today in this podcast so I just want to make sure that everyone understands that okay um, so in Jeremiah nine, it talks about being circumcised at 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 your in your heart, like spiritually. I believe that we should be circumcised in the heart. We need to make sure that we're it when we love God, we have to make sure that God is always being able to lead us. And sometimes when you're when you get in a new environment or you begin to do things other than what you're. The other things and what God wants you to do like, you know, those things can cause you to, to fall because you've missing What you used to used to have so like I guess I was missing some of the things that I used to have you know as far as like being um, intimate and so that It was like what I should have been doing is pondering more on the Word of God just um, allowing God to come into my life and just help me and just meditate on those things that was pure. You know, if I could continue to do that instead of allowing myself to be subjected to something that I allow myself to miss. You know, it's like, okay, I I was, I guess I was missing sex. And so um that was something that I was thinking about, but it wasn't something that I thought I would implement. And so um what good is intelligence when God is all knowing? So it's like leaning on our own understanding for things, sometimes it can set you back and it could um set you back into the sin that you were doing previously. It's like, "Okay, well wait a minute. I haven't been I've been celibate for over a year." Okay? And so how did I get myself in this situation? where I'm having sex, right? And so um, just thinking about me leaning on my own understanding, thinking that, okay, well now I guess I could go out with my friend or I guess I could do this with him or I guess we could do this together. Or, you know, I was basically compromising some of my beliefs. And so what I learned from this situation is don't compromise don't compromise your spiritual beliefs for anything. It's so important to be able to understand not to do that because what good is intelligence when God really is all knowing. So when you believe, when you think that your level of understanding things is okay, it's like, wait a minute, God, no, God is all knowing. So don't compromise what you think you can do with your flesh. It's like, okay, well, I'm strong, you know, like, yes, I am strong, but I'm strong even more. I'm even more powerful when I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit isn't going to want me doing things or um, compromising certain beliefs. So you have to look at that in your own life and say, okay, what am I compromising right now? What are some of the things that are, you know, um, that could aggravate the Holy Spirit? You know, am I around, am am I in the environment that is you know respective of god and respective of the holy spirit so we have to think about those things when we're considering okay well let me i can go over here i'm strong i have the holy spirit i can do this but really you can't do all of those things in, in your own flesh because your flesh is weak but the spirit is willing so the holy spirit is willing but your flesh is weak so don't think that you could do things in your own power because you won't be able to okay always have the holy spirit um so i wrote another question down for myself this other question i wrote was can one perfect equality if they are flawed in many areas so i'm thinking like okay uh perfect so perfect the word perfect means to be mature to uh be mature in nature and in act that's the word in hebrew it means tam um and so that's the the hebrew word for perfect tam and um it means to be mature in nature and in act so god wants us to be god wants us to be mature which means perfect so the bible let me go to let me go to this bible verse actually So the um, Bible verse it is uh, Matthew five and forty eight. It says, "Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect." That is the NIV version. The New Living Translation says, "But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect." The King James Bible says, "But ye therefore per- be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect." The amplified bible says the amplified bible says you therefore will be perfect growing into spiritual maturity both in mind and character actively integrating godly values into your daily life as your heavenly father is perfect so i i I really do like the way the amplified bible describes it right um so that's what god wants us to be he wants us to be perfect even as even as our father in heaven is perfect. And remember, the head of Jesus Christ is God, right? But we know that Jesus Christ is also 100% man, and he was 100% God. So we can't separate them, right? They are all integrated. But it's just a process like, okay, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So you can't get to one without the other. So you can't get to jesus really without having the holy spirit and you can't get to god without having jesus okay so that's just the way that that work so most people are somewhat kind of confused by this scripture but god doesn't god isn't a god of confusion right so we're gonna break this scripture down and so what this means is therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect perfect means mature it means mature so let's go back to the um sean's concordance i'm trying to figure out why why have they been messing up words here um because this is this isn't the first time this happened to me when i was looking up the word abomination but um so let's see if they have it here matthew 5 and 48 that's what i was looking at okay one moment and i don't believe that they have a um a number for this but matthew matthew 5 and 48 here we go so this is strong's number five zero four six okay so i guess in this language here in the greek it is um teleos so in hebrew it is tam but in greek it is teleos which means complete labor growth mental and moral character neuter uh complete completeness of full age man perfect so it means complete right so when you're complete that means like you're you have uh various applications of labor growth mental and moral character etc teleos teleos that's what it means in greek it is strong number five zero four six so that is what God wants us to be. He wants us to have growth, right? We should have growth and um hold on, I didn't mean to click on that. We should have uh we should have growth. Um we should also have mental and moral character. That is what perfect is mental and moral character, right? So you're going to have completeness when you have this mental and moral character but if you look up the word perfect in like the regular dictionary right so we're going to just look at a couple of different um terms uh for the word perfect so perfect is um being entirely without fault or defect flawless that's the merriam dictionary So when you understand the word of God, you don't want to look at the word of God from the same perspective as the world, because it's completely different meanings. And so if you haven't been able to understand the Bible, that's okay. You can pray to God as God. So let me just pray now. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. That God, you allow your children to be able to understand your word and read it and interpret what needs to be interpreted so that we all can excel, Lord God. Let us influence others through the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. It is sealed in your blood. Amen. So we see that the word perfect in the Merriam Dictionary means to be without fault or defect. Right? Right? so nothing in this world can be perfect according to the intelligent level or intelligence standards of the world so the worldly level of intelligence the worldly level of wisdom the worldly level of knowledge isn't the same with God so just separate that those are two separate entities the first entity is god god is almighty god is the head and not the tail. god has different interpretations of things that is written in the hebrew and that is written in greek okay if god god has allowed the bible to come and have a new testament i mean sorry and have the old testament and have a new testament and god has allowed the bible to Become the number one bestseller, right? And so if God allowed this word to come about, that is something that we need to be reading, okay? And so, um, the Bible is authentic and it's real. The reason why the Bible can be backed up with so many different facts, um, such as there are different archaeology that supports the Bible, there is um different artifacts that can support the bible there's poetry in the bible there's philosophy in the bible there are metaphors in the bible there are parables in the bible there is so much to dissect when you're trying to interpret the word of god but you should not compare the word of god to these worldly terms okay because many of these worldly terms cannot equate to the same understanding of the word of god so just because it says in matthew 5 and 48 it says okay you are therefore you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect it is insane perfect according to the dictionary standards it is insane that you're going to be perfect without fault or defect that is not what this is saying that's the worldly perspective of what the word perfect is we have two different, let's, let's look at the word perfect in the strong's concordance. So there are actually 23 different meanings of the word perfect. So the word perfect has been mentioned in the Bible, 94 different times, 94. And, and they have over 23 different words that mean the word perfect. So imagine. Having the word perfect like if you look here in the dictionary, they have one, two, three they they go all the way down to like eight different meanings of what perfect is. Imagine this the Bible is now describing 23 different types of word that entails the word perfect. So the one that I was talking about which is here is called Tom. Tom is completeness figuratively. Prosperity, morally innocence, full integrity, perfect simplicity, upright, right? Uh to Tamayan to is entire, integrity, truth, without blemish, complete, full, perfect, sincerely, sound, without spot, undefiled, upright, and whole. So it there are different ways to analyze the the word um the the hebrew the hebrew scrolls and also the greek right so the strong concordance isn't the only way to do that you can also look on under um ancient hebrew is where i got the word from um where it talks about being perfect right so let's look at the word Tom. Huh? it means completeness it's similar to that word um strong number A550. so you can just click on the side here and, and be able to see each meaning of the words so the word shalom it also um is a primitive root to be safe in mind body or state um completed by implication to be friendly right to uh reciprocate um make amends right um so you you have all of these different lexicon words but they all mean the word perfect so it's 23 different kinds and so when you're understanding the word of God, you want to make sure that you're analyzing it from the Strong's Concordance. And it isn't just on the Strong's Concordance org. You can also go to Bible Hub. So Bible Hub or you can go to Ancient Hebrew and then understand those words. So, for instance, let me put this word here. I'm going to just highlight it here as you all can see to my end. Is uh 08549. We're gonna denote the zero though, right? And um, so I'm gonna look up the word, this word here. Um, there we go. And so this means mature. Okay. It should have it should be on ancient Hebrew, but I don't see. Um, hold on. One second. I just wanted to pull this other word up too to just show you all the word. Tam is uh a five three five. That Strong's number a five three five. So we're gonna look at that one. Taking, I should be able to pull it up on this one. Thank you all for your patience. Okay. So the Hebrew word study mature. Um, Psalm 37 and 35, Um, I have been young. Okay, hold on a second. I'm trying to, I just got some ads up here. Okay, one second, go back. To ma'am, that's the word, It's to ma'am. Okay, should be on, uh... Okay, I found it. Okay, so this is under ancienthebrew.org. See, this is where I got this word from. AncientHebrew.org. So this is an excerpt from uh, Mr. Uh Benner's book, The Living Words. Okay, and so um the word perfect it is 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 a translation of the Hebrew word TAM, which is strong's number eight eight five three five. Um But so is the word plain in Genesis 25 and 27. So why isn't Jacob considered perfect by the translations just as they did with Job? So um, the the word perfect is applied to Job 1 and 1. However, when we look here in the Hebrew text itself, the Greek uses the word amyntos, amyntos, which is... um, Strong's number 273 meaning blameless for Job and the word hoplos meaning simple for Jacob. So one word means blameless, and the other word means simple. But when you look at the word TAM, it can be best defined as mature in nature and in action. I'm sorry, mature in thought and action. And it's the parent root of Tamam, which is Strong's number 8552, meaning to be whole, finished, or complete so it is from the verb word to Mayim um, which is Strong's number 8549 so can one be perfect from a Greek perspective no because everyone has his faults but in Hebraic thought there is no concept of perfect a better translation of the verse is above so we see that you will be complete with Yahweh your Elohim right so God Another name for God is Elohim, right um so we have all of these different things that try to uh sort of um help us understand um understand God right and so um I'm trying to look here okay so. So I'm thinking I'm just going to copy this I'm gonna screenshot it So that way everybody can have it and then I'll post it on the website so you all can have it there too All right, I'm gonna bookmark this too. so I have to go through that research again for this Okay i have it saved all right so going back to jeremiah jeremiah 8 and 12 um as they ashamed are they ashamed of their detestable conduct so that's the problem is that when we are not ashamed about doing something that is wrong or sinful we need to be tired of sin to the point where we don't compromise our beliefs and let these outliers sort of influence our decision-making skills for instance okay so now instead of going instead of going out to like maybe just a barbecue now afterwards you want to go to the club or you want to go to a bar so that isn't what happened with me i was just hanging out with someone that i that um that is a friend of mine and so like we just you know foreign ended up fornicating and so I feel I felt very bad afterwards and so I um, prayed to God but I don't really want to be in that situation again. so I'm not going to allow myself to be subjected to that situation. So just understand that when you make a mistake' it's, you should feel bad about it. If, if do you believe that what you're doing in your life will it be approved by God? You know, just think about that. Will God approve of this? Will God approve of that? You know, and um, you want to kind of focus on some of the things that is deterring you from taking ownership and accountability. So too many times, there are so many people in this world that actually kind of lack in ownership and accountability. And although that is like a major fault, it isn't something that can be corrected. It can be okay this can be resolved you can correct a lack of accountability by first accepting your wrongs and how you contributed to the overall problem right and so i'm looking at the fact how did i contribute to my fornication right i contributed to it by compromising uh, my environment i compromised uh, the way i went to bed I compromised a lot of different things so I'm I'm analyzing all of those different things and when you do that you can say okay so this is where I was wrong and now I don't want to do that again so God please don't allow me to go through that don't allow me to do anything that disapproves of you I want to have your approval God let me have your approval I want your favor so that is something that you want to make sure that you have in your heart because whether you know it or not, God is really examining everything in your heart. It doesn't matter what it may appear like to other people. What really, really counts is what is internalized. What is internally inside of you? Do you feel conviction? Do you feel bad when you're doing things that are wrong or against God or, you know, um, might not get the approval of God? And so when that takes place, it's difficult for you to have the Holy Spirit because now how can the Holy Spirit reside in us when we're battling, you know, it's like, okay, well, wait, okay. I don't want to do this, but I do want to do this. And I don't want to do this and I do, but I don't and I do and I don't, and I do. So it's like, okay, you think about those two things and you say, okay, well, you know, God, I, I need to, I need your help. And so at that moment, it's right in the moment is when we need to really stand up and do something about our decision and in our actions. Right in that moment when you hear yourself maybe arguing with somebody that you don't, you don't have to argue with. You don't have to debate with. You don't have to say things that you're going to regret later on, right? So just pretty much allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. When the Holy Spirit leads you, life is going to be much more efficient okay It's you're going to have sustainability when you take ownership and accountability so it wasn't anyone else's fault that i fornicated besides my own i fornicated and it was my fault because i allowed myself to be put in that type of position to do that and so that is what we have to look at you can't say okay you don't have a job because Of what happened in your last relationship or you don't have a car because of this or you can't get to work because something happened or like all of these excuses only lead to you being defeated so you can't stay stuck on the things that allow you to be defeated so you have to remove that doubt and unbelief from your life okay so for instance your marriage didn't work out so now you're upset and you're blaming like everyone oh, it was this person or you didn't help me or, you know, it was this and we shouldn't have never purchased this home or it was this car, it was the job, you know, you lost your job or, you know, he cheated on me because of, you feel like it was because of yourself. So don't feel condemned, right? About anything that is going on because God doesn't condemn you. Once God forgives you, right? For for the things that you've, um, for the things that you've done then you just move on from that okay it isn't a lifetime condemnation you're you're cleansed with the blood of jesus and so that's all you need to understand and that's the long as you know that you're clean cleansed from that god forgives you and he wants you to move on Okay. He doesn't forsake you. He doesn't give up on you. He goes ahead of you and whatever experience and whatever experience that you're going to endure, he goes with you and he is your rear guard, right? God is on the side. He's in the front and the back of you. He's making sure that he's going to walk with you. So we have to trust God and understand that he knows that we're not going to always do things right, right? Because our flesh is weak. Our flesh condemns condemns us. Our flesh tells us that we want to fulfill these desires. Our flesh tells us all of these different things. Our flesh have the entire world now talking about desires. The LGBTQ and the transgender population is all we hear about is a desire that they have this they are this way sexually that's because ultimately their gender is about their sexual identity and so you know that is something that is a sensitive topic to talk about you know like i've just talked about fornication that's a sensitive discussion everyone don't want to hear about my sex life or if i'm having sex or if i'm celibate So all of those things is important. You you have the option to get up and not listen to it anymore, right? So it's about what I experienced and how God brought me out of it. So I feel like now that God is positioning me to be in a a better position, not to, you know, um, think about the fornication, not to indulge in that type of environment again. And I need to make sure that I'm taking the Holy Spirit with me. Everywhere, right, and not subjecting myself to an environment that will allow me to continue to think about my old self, my old life, and the old things that I was subjected to. So, once we are not conformed to this world, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. We have to remember that God wants something better for us. So, in order to get that, we have to stay the course, and staying the course is staying on a On the path that God has for us don't deviate from it. Don't deter on to something else Just stay focused on what God has planned And so we need to make sure that we are convicted in our hearts feel you should feel convicted for anything that is disapproved Disapproving of God. All right. Um, so now I wanted to Talk about what's in the blog now. Okay, so Let's go here I actually have it in a Word document, though. So yesterday I talked about some of the risk factors of. Um, hold on. I'll, I'll just pull this up over here. Well, I think I I should have it here, though. Let's see. Okay, so I kind of skipped over some of that. No, okay. So let's see. So yesterday I talked about some of the risk factors of those um, individuals within the LGBTQ and the transgender population and how they are sort of enduring mental health disparities that include like family conflict, child maltreatment, Um, discrimination they have a lack of support they are also having a high risk of negative outcomes including um, high mental health vulnerabilities Um, so there are not too many protective barriers right and we also see from the Trevor project how um, many of them are experiencing high rates of suicidal ideations And so, this is something that is quite concerning within the LGBTQ and transgender population. However, um, the studies that have been documented with the uh, American Psychiatry Association, they have declassified homosexuality as being um, a mental disorder, right? So, in order for individuals to be able to get the support that they need, This is a mental health condition. Clearly all of these different factors, risk factors of family conflict, the bullying, the family rejection, the increase in mental health vulnerability, the actual percentage is not even 30%. It is 33% for suicidal ideation amongst the transgender population of, of people. So they also have a lot of these minority stresses, meaning that um, the minority stress model is basically, it talks about a theory that mental health disparity, mental health disparities are experienced by the LGBTQ individuals suggests that they are really victimized, right? Internalization of the, their experiences is really um producing negative mental health outcomes for them. This is in Meyer 2003. Another uh 2021 peer review study, okay? It talks, let me um go to this peer review study for a moment. So we have this uh 2021 peer review study Right. And so peer review, it just basically means that um, there are a lot of different authors that actually reviewed the article and corrected. it. So they did a lot of editing and these were professional editors. OK, so that's peer review. Um, so the Trevor Project had announced that they had their research team had published a new peer review article in the American Journal of Public Health. And so in this study, they took a look at the associations between undergoing conversion therapy and suicide outcomes among the LGBTQ youth. And so what they did was the conversion therapy was discredited and dangerous practice of attempting to change a person's sexual orientation or gender. This is what the Trevor Project suggested. So. In my opinion the problem is is that individuals that are experiencing these ideations right it isn't just a sexual orientation or gender identity um concerns there are also many of them not all i said many so that is very specific to this article um many of them are experiencing suicidal ideations as well so it isn't just the sexual orientation or the gender identity that is concerning it is mainly the suicidal ideation that is attached along with this okay so that is quite concerning so they have a self-reported conversion efforts of suicidality among the us lgbtq youth and young adults in 2018 and so the study had included the american uh, journal of public health july 2020 issue so let's talk about some of these key findings in this article and i apologize somebody had made a comment um can straight people have minority stress yes they can um but we're what i'm talking about specifically is within the lgbtq transgender population because the transgender population is experiencing a 33 percent hike in suicidal ideation and so this is quite concerning right um so the key findings here it talks about Um, the LGBTQ youth had experienced twice as likely to report having attempted suicide, more than two and a half times as likely to report multiple suicide attempts in the past years, uh, in the past year, compared to those who did not. So what this is saying is that they not only reported a high rate of suicide ideation, but they also have reported multiple suicidal attempts within the past year. It isn't one, it is multiple. This is another mental health concern, right? So this isn't something that should be threaded lightly. These issues of sexual orientation is an ideology gender identity is also an ideology suicidal ideation is an ideology so we see that across the board there is a consistent a consistent pattern of disruptive ideologies so These findings add empirical data to support the professional consensus that sexual orientation and gender identity conversion are inappropriate and harmful. Okay, so I wouldn't necessarily say that gender identity and sexual orientation conversion is inappropriate and harmful. It could be the other way around, right? It could be that people are experiencing all of these in them to somewhat attempt suicide, so they have multiple ideations, which is not just confusing to masses of people. Because when I look at the LGBTQ i i can't explain to you what some of the genders are okay i know specifically once my daughter says that she was she says she's asexual and so when i looked at asexual it means that you are not attracted to anyone and so you don't have sex that's what asexual mean and so i'm trying to understand why does that have to be an attached why does that have to be attached to a label see the the problem that is quite concerning here it isn't the point that sexual orientation and gender identity conversion is inappropriate what it seems to be that is inappropriate is the inability for society to quit attaching these labels to people. They've attached themselves to a label that now they're required to maintain. But what if they wanted to change it? What if they wanted to change something? Could there be a linkage between vaccinations and these ideologies that are causing all of these inconsistencies in society? These inconsistencies are bringing about the eugenics of entire populaces of people. So you have the population of minorities. Uh, you have Caucasian. You have Hispanic. You have African Americans. You have every race of people that are under the umbrella of the LGBTQ and transgender population. But once they they transition into a new gender, it is really technically impossible for women to, you know, be able to conceive once she has transitioned over into a physical male form. So that is bringing about eugenics within the women that are under the umbrella of the LGBTQ and transgender population this is quite concerning so just because you have research that places emphasis or attenuate to the exclusion of sexual orientation and gender identity conversion you they they are trying to get them to convert back to their original identity but how would they be able to convert back to their original identity if they've attached themselves under the umbrella of all of these other different titles? Some other interesting key findings are um, the LGBTQ youth with lower family incomes from the South, whose parents use religion to say negative things about being LGBTQ who are Hispanic or Latinx and who are transgender or non-binary. And see, I don't know what the term non-binary mean. Okay. Um, so it says we're overrepresented in reports of undergoing conversion therapy. So they were overrepresented. So the Latinx community was overrepresented. It's probably because the United States Census Bureau have labeled the Hispanic community or Latin community under the umbrella of Caucasian. So they misrepresented the vote. I'm sorry, they misrepresented the, um, they misrepresented the population of Hispanics and labeled them as Caucasian. And another thing was, um, they've also misrepresented the minority Of african-american latin and also asians so that could be a concern with how this um this finding here is overrepresented in reports of undergoing conversion therapy this data highlights that young people who report undergoing conversion efforts are not a homeogenous uh population and that efforts to address this issue must be inclusive in terms of diversity of identities affected so making it bold here doesn't necessarily equate to it being more important than the rest um but since they highlighted this area they say efforts to address this issue must be inclusive um so you know it isn't about just being inclusive for the hispanic or latinx community it's about making sure that um it is inclusive for everyone right and so i think that that is the point that they're trying to make that it should have inclusivity for everybody not just within the latinx or hispanic community but we we shouldn't negate that there is um, some major issues happening within the Latinx and the Hispanic community. They have been really, um, based on the data, eugenics have been really targeting the Hispanic Latinx communities, right? Because they were considered to be hyper uh, fertile. The women were hyper fertile and the men were criminals. And so they wanted to sort of uh, stop they're raised from reproducing by involuntary sterilization. And this happened in the state of California. And um, about 20,000 people were sterilized involuntarily um, before that actual law and um, legislation was eradicated. So this is an issue within the Latinx community, although they're saying that they were overrepresented here it's still imperative to make sure that we're analyzing what is still taking place within the Latinx community and how these statistics that is surrounding this minority group is always skewed and always flawed so that's that should be something that another researcher should be able to analyze but moving forward the study had also found that uh, they first examined conversion therapy among the LGBTQ youth and it added the overwhelming consensus that conversion therapy is detrimental to mental health and a clear risk factor for suicide. Okay. So they're suggesting that conversion therapy, meaning that they should go back to their original identity is a indicator for suicide. Okay um i would have to disagree with this there are too many other factors that are too many other outliers that could be influencing this data for instance we have some some things that could be skewed it could be skewed data for instance let me give this example how many of these youths have they considered to actually um you know uh prior to conversion therapy uh how many of these youths wanted to commit suicide prior to i mean because you would think that if they're emerging out of their they're coming out of their identity that would entail a high rate of suicide ideation because now everyone is knowing about them being within the lgbtq or transgender population and so you would think that if they're first time coming out as other articles have suggested and those articles seem to be i would say um i would say quite supportive in um identifying the mental health concerns of the lgbtq and the transgender population so since these other the other articles for instance i've posted them all here on the blog you all can check them out um and so I think that this one article from the Trevor Project, although it is peer reviewed, I think that it could possibly have some biases here. The Trevor Project's goal is to support the LGBTQ including but not limited to the transgender populations. And so yes, it. why wouldn't it support ideologies that will why would it support ideologies that would go against their mission statement? All right. It just seems quite obvious that there are some biases here. Um, have they um identified all of the gaps in the research? Have they been able to identify, you know, on the pro the previous, including the like uh first uh the the current research, including the secondary type of data. Secondary data is any of like prehistorical data. So basically the research that I've done on this, it shows from the articles, clear indication that there are some mental health concerns, right, with suicidal ideation just all over the place, specifically placing a more emphasis on the transgender population at a whopping 30% that they are considering attempting suicide. So that article and this article, I would say is in contradiction of, of the other. Um, so in comparison, I would say that the Trevor Project, based upon their goal objectives, let's let's look at their, um, let's look at their, the type of work that they do. So crisis services. Let's look at their crisis services. So, they turn volunteers into life-saving crisis counselors. Crisis counselors are trained to answer calls, chats, or texts from specifically the LGBTQ young people who reach out on their free, confidential, and 24-7 service when they are struggling with issues such as coming out. So... Going back to their article and, and see, this is why I say that research is so important. It's important for everyone to pay attention to these types of things, right? And so they really, really do folk Some of their core values, right? Are being able to navigate a variety of situations that are centered on the LGBTQ, right? Um, So you go back to this article that they've published uh talking about the conversion therapy of course they wouldn't want conversion therapy to happen they conversion therapy is a way to get the individual to stay within their own identity right so there are a couple different variances that is really significantly skewing the data here and that could possibly be their biases um not enough information being collected about the secondary data right um and so they don't have any secondary data they've only done their research which seems to be biased thus thus far right so it's so important for like let me give you an example for me as a researcher i want to make sure that i can analyze the results not just from my own perspective but also from an objective approach it's so important to just utilize some of those key indicators that you need in order to have authentic research credibility is very important ethics is very important and so when you have articles like this that is that can possibly influence the way legislation is being done it can influence lawmakers in a way where the funding can be allocated differently these things are all quite concerning and these are some of the issues that i'm raising here research the research within the lgbtq and transgender population it seems to be so biased right where can we find unbiased research unbiased we need to find some unbiased research right where can we find unbiased research so going back to this article i wanted to finish it up a little bit was having problems with the website but that's fine it should come up here because I had the original link so I went back to my uh, blog so that I could access it from there so while that's loading I just want to just point out some um, things that there's so much information that is surrounding the LGBTQ and transgender population that many of the research that has been conducted has been it it appears to be biased it appears to be biased so if conversion therapy allows for individuals to stay within their original identity every single possibility should be exhausted And, and so what i mean by that is in order to provide therapeutic services to people that are really in need, every possibility of exhausting help for those individuals should be exhausted to the fullest. So if that includes conversion therapy, if that includes family therapy, individual therapy, if that includes counsel, counseling of uh, just uh, other type of... They have is so many different... Th- therapeutic services. They all should be exhausted to the point where we have exhausted every single possibility for this person to improve on their ideology, for them to improve in their life, for them to be able to thrive in society. I think that too many times our society is being governed by self-motivating practices right or financial motivating practices which all can equate to unethical practices many of them are deceptive practices when you are motivated financially right or you're motivated by your own biases so all of these things are something to consider for me although I don't fully agree with, you know, the LGBTQ and the transgender population, God has allowed us all to make a choice. So it isn't my decision to judge anybody. I don't have a judgment against them at all. And I say them because they have labeled themselves as such as LGBTQ transgender populations. So with that being said, in order to neutralize what is happening within the LGBTQ and a the, the population of people, we as a community, as people, lawmakers, researchers, everyone needs to collectively work together to make sure that every single aspect of help, therapeutic help have been exhausted for each individual. There, it does not matter about what race a person is. What matters is there are over 33% of the transgender youth or people that are or have attempted suicide. That is quite concerning. I don't care about what color they are. It doesn't matter what color they are. They are human beings they are human beings and so what that means is that there is a mental health concern now if the american psychiatric association fails to acknowledge that if the american psychology association fails to intervene on that that is a problem in society that really needs to be addressed this is a a cultural norm that is taking place in society with the with the group of people that are hurting on the inside there is too much evidentiary evidentiary claims to show and prove that there is some very 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 many different needs for intervention mental health intervention it doesn't matter about the race so i want everyone to remove that from their mind we are talking about other human beings okay the race does not matter eugenics eugenics is the eradication of people through involuntary sterilization This isn't involuntary anymore. This is voluntary sterilization. And it doesn't care about what color a person is within the LGBTQ or transgender population. These statistics are so alarming. They are alarming. 33%, 73% of the LGBTQ youth are experiencing discrimination. These are all things that add stress. These type of stressors, discrimination, can lead to depression. Stress can lead to depression. And then depression could lead to anxiety and psychosis. All of these different things are contributing to the mental health vulnerabilities of, of the LGBTQ and the transgender population of people. So you have all of these organizations such as the American Psychiatric Association and the American Psycho- Psychological Association. And so I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect these organizations. I am simply trying to say that there is concerns. There are too much evidentiary claims from research that shows that they are all in need of help they are in need of serious help they are experiencing extreme mental health vulnerabilities and the lack of support from the apa um, the american psychiatric association including the american psychological association is quite alarming also 36 percent of the lgbtq youth reported that they have been physically threatened or harmed and those same individuals attempted suicide at a triple rate within the past year this is in a 2021 study so that is alarming okay then you have 52 percent of the lgbtq youth who are enrolled in middle school or high school reported being bullied. Right? And so it shows that they are at greater odds of attempting suicide. So it isn't about the conversion therapy. It isn't about all of these different things. It really is about these group of individuals are experiencing mental health vulnerabilities. So the American Psychiatric Association needs to declassify the LGBTQ and transgender population as having a mental health disability. It is a mental health disorder. There are too many, too many, too many statistics on the high rate of suicide ideation. And so it isn't just the suicidal ideation. It is also the sexual orientation and the gender identity ideation. So you have all of these different ideations that are conflicting within that person, and then you add on discrimination, and then you add on the bullying, and then you add on the lack of social support, and then you add on the lack of family support. And then you add on rejection and then you add on all of these different things you have a person that clearly has a mental disorder so the problem with research is that there is so much limited research right and with this limited research it doesn't give a clear um polarized picture of what is taking place but how many of these people are taking medication how many of these individuals have been diagnosed with some other mental disorder what is the association of mental disorders in in those individuals that are included with these statistics so are they suffering from ADHD? Do they have anxiety? Are any of them schizophrenia? Are any of them on antipsychotic depression? Are any of them experiencing any other mental health disability or intellectual disability? Is, any, is there any associations besides focusing on race So these are all things that are quite concerning. In order for us to be able to combat some of these risk factors, we have to analyze a more in-depth analysis of what is really happening within the LGBTQ and the transgender population of people. And in order to do that, we need to look at the correlations between current mental um, disorders and the lgbtq and transgender population i think that that is a great starting point okay um so moving forward here um let's see I wanted to go oh so i wanted to talk about actually i only have 20 minutes left so let me go and um look at let's let me i'm gonna end on that tonight but I would like to focus on some tissue because I did talk about. So I'm going to shift focus and talk about tissue right now. So um the other day I talked about public goods and how good they were. So I want to look at a few other things. Now I know that I said that I am going to be discussing the different types of soaps and um. So I have tissues, soaps, and sanitary pads, right? Um, So I am going to post those. And I would also like to talk about the, there is 25 different women in the Bible that we can also analyze. And so hopefully that'll, I'll be able to finish up with that. But um, let's go ahead and look forward. To, let's look at, um, oh, so I think public goods. It was something wrong with their website that prevented me from looking at the cost of their tissue. So let's see if I can get to it now. Okay, here we go. So public goods, they sell a lot of stuff. They have hair products, skin products. They have toiletries. They have all sorts of things that you can buy. Um, I was trying to find out the last time I was talking about them. I think it was last week sometime when, when um, I was trying to get their cough or their tissue. But I wanted to see if it was an efficient cost or not. So it looks like my internet is basically down again. I don't know what is wrong with this. Lord, God, I just pray that you will fix my internet so it could work. Okay, there we go. All right. So personal, I think I just wanted to look at the cost of tissue. So they have household products, they have plants, you can get a membership, they also sell wine, they sell all sorts of things. They sell oil for your hair, um, lotion for your hair, different type of moisturizers and things like that. So So I'm just waiting for the, it's starting to come up. But to close out on the last topic of eugenics and the LGBTQ uh, community, um, it's so important for us to consider aiding and assisting those people that are in need. I'm going to say people because that's what they are. All right. They are other human beings who are um, that there are clear indications that there is some mental health concerns um and so based upon the research based based upon the evidence that i've collected surrounding the lgbtq and the transgender population of people what it looks like is there is there could possibly be some correlations between current um mental disorders and the lgbtq and transgender population there also also can be some correlations with medications what type of medications are the lgbtq and transgender populations of people what are they taking right um so that is um a concern for instance i talked about this in the uh, case for reparations and i talked about how the united states supreme court you know they are many of them were up in age right and it's so, you know, medication couldn't interfere with their ability to have a clear and sound mind. And so medication should be used in Congress. You know, Congress is pretty much the highest legislative branch in the United States. It, it entails some of the highest positions of power and they should consider medication when employing individuals to work in the Congress because medication can interfere with a person's ability to have a clear and sound mind and so this is also this also can be the case for the lgbtq and transgender population of people so that is something that we all need to consider how is medication influencing the behavior of the lgbtq and transgender population that is something that everyone should be paying very close attention to so medication could be an issue so the cost of their tissue is let's see they have box tissue for eleven dollars and ninety five cents and that is for eight you get eight for that um I don't even see the the screen isn't loading up I'm going to uh just finish tonight with that so i thank you all so much for joining me and if you have any questions at all please please send me an email if you wanted to make a comment just go ahead and put it in the uh, comment section each blog has a comment section we go through it we look at it and either approve it or disapprove it so go ahead and make you some comments and um i'll review that information and uh you know We can have a discussion online. All right. So let me go ahead and pray. Father God, we just come before your throne of grace. Thank you so much for giving us your word today, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to see things, not from our perspective, but yours. Thank you for allowing us to see and hear through your eyes and ears so we're not dependent on our own understanding, God. So we ask that you just please allow us, God, to just, Fulfill what you need us to do, God. Whatever barriers are in our path, God remove them. Whatever people that are in our lives that that are not contributing to your will being fulfilled, that is not supporting your purpose in our life, that is not supporting your plan in our life, God, let us just remove them from our life. In Jesus' name, we just pray. And God, we just ask that your will be done in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is sealed in your atonement blood. Amen. So, thank you all so much for joining me. Um, I will see you all again on... um, I will see you all on Sunday. Okay? So, I'm off on Saturday. But in the meantime... Send me an email if you need it to get prayer at lawslifehealth at suddenchangescorporation.org. Thank you all once again for joining me. You all have a good night.